I don't look like you're alright with that as well. Sitting on a stool. I hate sitting on stools. Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Chris Brett and today I'm joined by... uh, Oh, you actually have a game of Diablo 3 again this week, don't you, Tom Ari? Yeah. Very exciting. I got to play that with you as well, so... Is my voice going to be all Skyped on this? I'm going to see how I feel. As I obviously uh, mess around with with that on purpose to try Mm. and just make you sound a bit silly. I, I get off on it, really. Um, with uh, Sunset Overdrive still lying twitching at his feet, it's the smug, uh, smug British asshole, Stephen Burns. Yeah. You fucked that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you fucked out. It's the smug British asshole, Stephen Burns. It just, there's a lot of words there to think about in one go. Okay, good. And uh, back from a brief tour around, a well, victory tour around Scotland, it's Jim Trinker. How's it going, man? was a victory tour as well. Did you have fun? I had fun, yeah. You brought back some Scottish delights for us. I did. Which, Tablet. Which you ate most of. If you don't know at home, uh, is is just like a really super mm. sugary fudge. It's, uh, it's, it's a block of baked sugar. Yeah. With butter through it. And, that uh, sounds really healthy. I'm glad I ate quite a lot of that. You ate, uh, you ate enough to put you in a diabetic coma. I'm surprised you're still alive. And here I am, still standing. Born to be kings. It, it was all right. You're not getting any shortbread. Because uh, that was for everyone. That's what you think, Jim Trinker. Fuck me. You're going to start locking stuff away in this office. Is that, <laughs> is that what it's about I now? It wasn't just the tablet. He probably went into Scammell's drawers and nicked about 12 Twixes that's as well. That's not true. So. I was just... I was, so I'm, I'm playing uh, Civilization at the moment, which there's, there's a lot to that game. So I was not here an excuse. After I was... It was late at night. I had a cup of tea, right? And I was like, you know what goes great with a cup of tea? Anything that's sweet and sugary, but I didn't have anything. I glanced across your Bro, table. You live, did not live, you work in like central Croydon. Yeah. You're about two minutes from Sainsbury's. And I was about 12 seconds away from mm. some uh, Scottish treats. Mm. So. If it's a pure numbers game, then yeah. I suppose. No, do you well, think, as you know, civilization has taught me. You know, do you think so that would stand up in court? Uh, well, you did offer it around earlier on in the day. I don't feel like it was... I feel like you'd already given it up to the office and we were just kind of... I offered it, I offered it around to, to everyone. Yeah. You, I am you, one of those people. You ate literally a quarter of what I brought in. Sorry. Of Scotland's so. GDP. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, mm. I, can, I can hear it in your voice. Mm. Well, other than uh, Jim's disappointment... What have we got to talk about today? We've got, uh, well, should we go with Sunset Overdrive? I feel like that's, that's pretty topical. Yeah. What were we going to say? Sorry. The first two hours of Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, we played the first two hours. Which is all we are allowed to talk about. Very that definitely the first two hours of mm-hmm. Sunset Overdrive. So before you played it yesterday, uh, Dave yep. and I had streamed it at the, the very end of last week. And uh-huh. it was, yeah, I, I was puzzled by that game uh, mm-hmm. because... It's, when you first kind of get out of the the very initial tutorial section, is it didn't do a lot for me. But when you first arrive on that rooftop and you get to look out across the city, it looks absolutely gorgeous. I think mm-hmm. it looks like a game that belongs on one of these new expensive consoles. Yeah, uh, it's colourful. It, the, there's immediately you can see that there's a lot there to to kind of jump into, and the actual kind of building blocks of the game sound really fun. You just jump around, stuff grinding all over the city, mm-hmm. and the main objective seems uh, to be... Can I just point out before sure. we carry on, but up until you said the word grinding, all of that can be said about infamous seconds. Yeah. Carry on. Yep, that's fine. I, I, but it, I, I preferred the, the setting that I'd seen so far from this, I think. It looks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks more colourful. It seems to have 
a kind of wacky tone to it, which yeah. which can go either way, of course. Zany um, tone. Zany. Zany, there we are, that's a good word. Um, and yeah, it sounds like it should be a, a really, really fun game, but it didn't feel very fun to play, at least within those opening couple of hours. Uh, that seems to be what you got out of it as well, right? Yeah, those uh, the, the hooks, the, the core pillars, as they might say when pitching the game, are sound brilliant. Uh, the kind of grinding, it's like Jet Set Radio or Tony Hawk style grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more of the former, really, around these really colourful landscapes with weapons which are which should be, given the Sonic's uh, history and track record, a lot of fun to play around with. So yeah. I wasn't, you know, wasn't hugely hyped for it, but at the same time, I wasn't down on it going in. And I'd seen a few things that Dave and you'd seen and seen at various shows, and I was like, okay, I get it. It's you know it seems pretty cool, and then it opens with two of the blandest hours uh, I've ever encountered in a game. That runs so counter to what everything that it says to you about what the game should be that it's hard to be impressed. Now people on uh, NeoGaf, where this has obviously been reported, what Jim and I have played, um, a few people seem to be coming down on you know our opinion essentially saying, oh, yeah, well, I had the same thing when I played uh, Show X or mm-hmm. wherever, why? But uh, we can only talk about the first two hours. So you've had people wading in going, oh, well, these assholes hasn't even got the blah, 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 five hours in, and then... Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no, because I'm literally legally not allowed to talk about it, hence impressions. Yep. However, I do, I do hope that it really just kicks into gear and... At the moment, it just seems so slow, and I'm hoping that you can get some of the uh, uh, some of the upgrades, which will enable you to move faster and, and do all this sort of stuff. But the end, it seemed the world seems sparse. Mm. The world is incredibly the characters in that world are incredibly irritating, and worst yeah. of all, the game seems to know of all of its problems and winks at you. In fact, at one point, it deliberately exclaims to you how bad the problems are with its mission design. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to go and do those missions. That's not... I've got, I have got very little time for that. It's like, oh, this is a fetch quest. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Oh, no. Oh, I, I guess I better do this. And then he kind of dude looks in the camera, uh, and then off you go. Mm. And it's just... No. And it's <clears> like, yeah, it's a, it's a strange game it so feels, far. Nothing feels fast enough. It feels it's like so, almost the kind of... Xbox game that they would have made for the original Xbox mm. back when Jayard was skating around the office and stuff and <laughs> yeah yeah it has that kind of like Xbox dude bro kind of feel but yeah so I watched that I watched the scene that you were playing I think it was in the first two hours I'm pretty sure it was mm. and um, they were all on their phones and then they were texting each other and yeah and they was all popping up on the screen and it it didn't, like like in Hollyoaks when they didn't when they text feel, each other it didn't feel like a game that is made now it felt really kind of we're trying to be so cool with this mm. and it just felt really well, it feels, yeah. it yeah. feels like they try and deconstruct a lot of those those tropes or those elements but it then falls back on exactly that's like oh i've got a gun that you know looks exactly like a cock and balls you know okay and it functions the same way as every gun in in every game it doesn't seem to be you know oh i've got a a gun that fires you know uh, LP records at players it's like yeah in Shaun of the Dead that's hilarious yeah. because they actually go through the record collection and the humour in that is derived obviously from them like no I love that record even if it's terrible and they throw it in this it's just like yeah just it fires records so there's there's a lot to expect from like the Insomniac like kind of weapon roster just because of their yeah. past games right but uh, yeah I think the opening one the opening kind of 
uh, I think, yeah, we've only seen like three or four of them. Mm. Incredibly dull. And like, it's weird to see, um, like, isn't there kind of a, a typical revolver in that game that you start off it's with? It's called uh, Dirty Harry, I believe. Yeah, and you can get a, a machine gun at, at, at some point and it just feels really weird to use weapons like that in a game that, is trying to push. Mm. There are definitely wackier things, and there, you can but... upgrade those weapons. Mm. And sure, I'm, I imagine that there will be interesting things that you can do with with mm. even those basic mm. ones. But when you start off within the the kind of intro to the game, and you're you end up just kind of you're you're on these rails almost all the time. It's the the safest way to play, and mm. it's usually more fun. But you you end up kind of. Just going back and forth, I I found when Dave you can was just go it. around and I, again firing I, your revolver. And I mean, yeah, what? and it, there's auto aim that kind of yeah. We caught some flack yesterday uh, in various forums because we'd said that you know the grinding maybe should have a, like something a bit more to it. People were like you want a Tony Hawk style balance indicator? How would you fire the gun? And it's like no, we're not specifically saying that. However, the gun auto locks on if you just glance in the general direction of someone and you can just go round now obviously your combo won't go up uh it's like a bit like tony hawk where you need to vary stuff mm-hmm. uh to get bigger and better combos but i never felt like in, like in tony hawk or whatever the combo score is the aim of the game in this the aim of the game is in these early missions just routing a bunch of idiots that come and try and get you and then you go okay and then yeah. you just go and do it again so there's no that disconnect between is it a score attack shooter? Kind of, but you never really feel like you're being rewarded and you don't ever feel there's a lot of risk. Or is it a pure shooter, and you know, which it's not, but at the same time, do you spend a lot of time just going pew, pew, pew? Mm. So it's, I think, I'm hoping that it's, you know, because I really like the Insomniac guys. And Resistance 3 is one of my favourite games. Mm. I'm just hoping that it's just a really, because the game's got quite a lot of systems with um, amps and kind of rewards and everything else about the way your character moves and everything. I'm hoping that it's just going to kind of just click in. Yeah. But at the same time, two and a half hours, you should already be in it. You know, like I said yesterday, games are too long by half generally. And and the actual, like, yeah, the the very first introduction to the game as well, before you, I, I think it really should have started on that rooftop once you finished the tutorial level and yeah. you kind of, mm. you see the city. Because that, that was the first moment in that game when I went, oh, right, shit, this yeah. is what it's going to be. Yeah. And that, I, the opening wasn't that at all. I also think that uh, the restrictions in place on only being able to talk about the, uh, the first two hours are a bit silly because, and I can't actually say what it is, mm. but I can say that after we did the kind of two and a bit hours and got up to the point where we had to cut off, that Jim and I went to give our impressions, then we went back and played it, and immediately there was a section of the game that was a lot better than yep. it, than it had come before, but can't say what it is or why so you know it, it's a lot better it's still not amazing but it takes advantage of the cityscape as you've been saying so an odd opening to what i hope is a game that will recover quickly yeah but um yeah what did you think jimmy because you sat in there with me didn't you and you yeah uh, yeah i mean basically that i mean i don't really don't really have any more to add than what i said on the video mm-hmm. i mean but the, the most irritating aspect of it for me is just that for a game that's so obviously um uh, aside from the the actual mechanics it's so obviously built around humor the humor is just piss yeah like it's really it, bad and it, i think yeah. tom you know i never didn't articulate this yesterday but 
Yeah, you're right. It does feel like JL. I won't be able to get that in my mind now. JL on a skateboard, like <laughs> stopping off at various cubicles, going, "Yo, bros, what's up?" <laughs> and um, yeah, it kind of. Oh, some of the. Uh, That's uh, quite because I remember. I remember at um, at E three we gave our like I know that our awards were were stupid, but some of them had a little bit. I'd of say a they were silly rather than stupid, bros. Excellent, good point. Um, then the the one that we gave to Sunset was asshole protagonist because <laughs> the the kind of protagonist that they were showing off in their trailers was an asshole. It turns out, obviously, you know, um, quite a major part of that game is creating your own character. Mm. Um, but they are always an. But asshole. they are like yeah, and the characters that you meet are that like the. I I found them infuriating. It was like a mix between dude bros and the kind of this weird. Honestly, the kind of dialogue that was going on during the cutscenes, I was half expecting one of the characters to turn around and come out with something like you know Dalston's the new Shoreditch or something <laughs> some bollocks like that. And, and on the other side of it, like, the fact that like the other the other half of the humor in the game is is the fact that like yeah, that this this gun is shaped like a dick. Mm. And let's have a big kind of animation for that because that's funny because that's humor. Guns shaped like cocks are great. I mean, penises are funny. Like, pe- but a cock and balls is fucking hilarious. But it's not hilarious if you just like if but you just point at joke. something and go, well, "That looks joke. like a cock and ball." You got to be. You got to have something more to it than that. Mm. So um, it, it, it just it, it's it's not not even hit and miss. It's that all the humor is miss. Um, in the first two hours. In the first yeah. two hours. But <laughs> legal counsel, don't worry. But you know, there, there's always that argument that you know that video games are rarely actually truly funny. So whether or not that bothers people is. Uh, but it but, seems but, so but, self-knowing. But, like yeah, exactly. it's, it thinks it's really funny, yeah. and even when it it knows that what it's saying to you isn't funny, it's mm. still got this like big winking. Yeah. Like you're in you're in on this, but I know I'm in on it. Because now I'm going to have to go and fucking do all that shit that you said yeah, is really yeah. bad. That's like, the worst. It's like Blood Dragon. The Blood Dragon tutorial. Where it's like, we know tutorials are shit, but because of various fucking game dev rules, we have to make you do a tutorial. Yeah. Press up. Oh. It's like, oh, you, you had to press up. Ha ha Now jump. Oh, this is silly, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm still having to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it mm. kind of falls a bit flat. Then, but let's it? just hope... Let's hope that it... It might. Who knows? Maybe this is all part of the big plan. It wants you to think all this. Mm-hmm. And halfway through, It wants bam. you to be, to be really pissed off about mm. how poor its opening is and then... And, Do you mm. guys find the, uh, the Sunset TV stuff inside the game? You can watch their kind yeah, I of saw it. updates and the one in there at the moment is specifically for people reviewing the game. Yeah, bad news. I tried to shoot the screen. Nah. Yeah. Nah. And it just seems like that Sunset TV thing might be cool. But at the same time... It's a great idea, like having... Mm, for, mm, for, it just gave me really bad flashbacks to the announcer in Burnout 3, <laughs> but now he's actually but like, on screen. Like the idea of incorporating, <laughs> like, for games that are changing on a weekly basis, incorporating some of that within the game so you don't have to kind of, uh, you know, look outside of it to figure out what's going on. I think that's that's a good direction to go in. Mm. With, with early access games, it makes a huge difference to me when on the title menu it says there's a new update coming in so three, got, three so days. So it's a video change log. Yeah, but that, I, th- I think that's I think that's not. Well, why is that bad? Like, I, I, I'm interested in, in what game what's change logs. Yeah, but next I, gen. I understand. I, I know what you mean, and I suppose for you know players who don't have a lot of time or whatever, they want to know. But the mechanics of the game should make that obvious. Mm. Like, I'm getting I'm not tired, but I would like a bit more. I like games to have a bit more like doing rather than telling. 
you know, I don't want huge tutorials where it's like, now fire the gun, but when you get all this like screen splashing going on where it's like, this gun can do this, blah, 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 just like, can we not make that a bit more organic? Yeah, definitely. Can we, you know, and so, yeah. So, I, so I'm not, but with like, with like upcoming changes, it's a bit more difficult to, share that stuff in game like i think yeah. this is, i'd rather this have like that a, on the title screen though rather than some dude yeah going, fair enough yeah man i'm not saying this is like the the way i want games to do it. i just think trying to include it within the game is is a smart way forward it's interesting and because like i it sounds like sunset's going to be changing a lot um but are they going to get rid of this first two hours <laughs> you never know imagine they did they went nah, actually yeah but uh yeah, let's just see how it plays. We've literally. come a long way from like Burnout Paradise having Bar- Barack Obama campaign adverts on the billboards and yeah. shit. You know, so Good at least idea. there's that. At least it's actually worth something for the player if they're mm-hmm. going to do that kind of content up to. Mm-hmm. I quite like the idea. I'm just not sure if it's if it might be a crutch. Yeah, eventually. But there we go. All right, for enough. I've been playing loads and loads of civilization but there isn't i know a great deal i know you, you you've been tweeting about me playing it it's because it's because you play it right next to me i'm actually really interested in what's going on in your game mm. far more than i was with that fucking neptune's pride bollocks i didn't know what was going on <laughs> civilization's really 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 interesting to watch that's been that's been folding out rather nicely because every time i look i can actually see that your empire is growing you've got more cities and i'd stuff. actually say that my campaign in beyond earth at the moment is significantly more passive seems, than seems my next going pr- seems to be going game. swimmingly though i mean too swimmingly but i can't i i the, the reviews for that are coming out this week the game uh, yeah. is launching on friday so i probably won't i'm not going to say anything on that really but uh yeah i haven't been playing a lot else just because all my time's been going into so he named his first city bratopia prime mm. i think well i was trying to you know we've just landed on a new city where we're creating a utopia so he's like we're founding the brat imperium it wasn't an imperium. Go, goes around calling himself Chancellor Brat. It's not true. <laughs> I never fucking Rome. I never thought myself as being a singular character in that game. I was just but, a guiding influence. You, what the a load of shit. Burnsonia. Oh my life, when I get that game. You're going to fiddle while it fucking burns as well. Exactly. I, I think I have... The, the campaign that you've been watching that you think is going swimmingly, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much. He, made, he named a city after me and put it on like a little island. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I saw that last night. Out in the ocean... And uh, yeah. and and he just crippled its industrial <laughs> development. Well, you you built uh, everything that I needed. It's a, a small, small sort of semi-autonomous. Is nation. it in- independent or not? No, no. Is it a puppet it's, state? It's, it's, it's semi-autonomous, an oil-based economy. It does have to worry about the kind of the mainland situation. Does it remind but, yeah, you of anywhere? I'm just using it for its petroleum. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Yeah, yeah, this is awkward. You're gonna stick a fucking poll tax on it next, aren't you? Anyway, big time. Big time. Okay, what about a game that we, we can talk about? Anyone jump in? Yeah, I've got one. Game? New Pez. <laughs> Won the Champions League last night on New Pez. Good. Yeah, it's pretty good, but not as good as Pez 2013. So, sorry about that. There you go. That's the Pez update. That's the Pez are. update. That's good. Mm. We have one of those every year. <laughs> yeah. uh, this year it is actually about on par with last year's. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. No, and it's much better than last year's. Yeah. I, I I have seen some people saying that this may be the year of, of Pez. It's always the year of Pez in Burns. Oh, actually, that's a good How point. I forgot who I was talking to. How very dare you. I'll have you know that mm-hmm. is false. Demonstrably. <laughs> Look, Pez 2013. Everyone's like, oh, Pez hasn't been good for ages. Pez 2013 is the best football game in the last five years. Like, fact. Yeah, Rafa style. Fact. However, Pez 2014, new engine. Mm, bit too... 
bit too fifery. Yeah. Getting in and out of animations. This has fixed that, and it's got it's got literally one problem this game, and uh, well, one big one. This is the passing and, problem. Yeah, and it is like in PES 2013. What makes that game so good is you can just snap passes off, whereas in this, when you there's like a, a, a delay when you press the button, and then he passes. So in PES 2013, press pass, and then it says press. Pass. And it's just enough pass, pass, pass. to you for to kind of slow the game down. This is when you're in possession, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than like quick passing, it, right, one touch passing because obviously you're buffering the command in. By the time the balls reach you, it will have processed it, so you'll just pass. And some of the one touch passing moves are incredible. Same with your sprinting, as you said, Tom, because the ball is out of your feet. When it's at your feet, and you're like, oh, maybe I will just like knock this wide. It just takes a little bit too long, and I'm worried that it's going to stop it from being the best pass in many a year. Like I don't know loads about football, but passing is, plays a, a major part within mm. that game. I'd say that it's not. It doesn't ruin the game, and I said this on Twitter, and someone actually tweeted me saying, "You know what? I was actually really enjoying this before you pointed that out." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. And then I said, "Oh yeah, wait until I, wait until you find out how um, open world driving games work." He's like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, don't, don't you didn't tell the, him. The world moves around the car. And he's oh. like, ah, oh, no. That's so, yeah, I'm hoping. You take joy in, in ruining these experiences for people. Well, I did say, look, I don't want to say it. And he goes, nah, I don't play those games anyway, so let me know. But I'm, I'm really hoping, and I'm not sure it'll, it'll happen, but if in the final game Wait a minute. fixed it. The world moves around the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, really look at the, the, the car and the way the, that you're going moving through it in an open world racing game or... Any game, like most open world games that involve driving, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how uh, in like previous generations of games this has been like this was confirmed on one uh, open worlder, but like you know, in some racing games where it just seems like you know the old Tomy toy you could get where it was like a steering wheel and a dashboard and you moved the but the car in the middle of the screen didn't actually move, the, yeah, the yeah. world just or the, the whatever the overlay behind moved. That is how some of it works. It moves the world around the car and keeps you in the middle. So if you imagine the car never moves, it just kind of turns or rotates around an axis while it hits parts of geography. That's, that's ruined everything. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Shall we, shall we move on to something move else? On, yeah. <laughs> should talk about the game you just wouldn't shop about, Bryce. Uh Shadow Warrior. Nuclear Throne. Still really, really good. Mm. Yeah, Shadow, Shadow Warrior. Yeah. It's... I, uh, I really like it. Yeah, I, I, you wouldn't shut up about how much you disliked it. It wasn't that. I just don't really get classic first-person shooters. I, I, I'm sorry about that. Is that, realize... because you were, is that because when the classic yeah, piece yes. of Crash go out, you were three years old? That is correct. Not even three. When you were Shadow, two and a bit years when old. When Shadow Warrior was originally released, I was seven, so I didn't really have you don't any have experience to with Shadow that. Warrior. It's just like... If you played any kind of PC shooter from like the nineties, mm. and like, I have, mm. I think from like Quake Two onwards, yep. or even like before Quake Two, like Quake onwards in a way, this has a similar feel. Like and, it is and, and it's just not. It's, it's very serious, Sam. It's very um, like sin and um, more modern. What's the one that's um, by the People Can Fly team that was before Bulletstorm? The, before Bulletstorm, they made like uh, a PC pain shooter. Killer. Painkiller has a similar feel. It's kind of fast. Um, lots of like it's very violent mm-hmm. um, and it's it just feels old but at the same time because nothing like that now really it feels quite fresh mm. which sure. is kind of weird because it, had it been released 15 years ago it had been like every other game ever made I just do think that the nostalgia plays a big part in that because to me it, it doesn't look very fun <clears throat> like, well, I, I think I don't know what it's like to watch but to play 
it just is fun. Like part of it is slicing things up, which probably if you like that kind of thing, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. But slicing things up is satisfying in that game. The way it's handled. I'd rather do it in Metal Gear Rising where there's like a really interesting mechanic to how that yeah. functions. But it just works in this. I don't know. I don't have to explain it. But that combined with the gunplay, which is good, like it feels mm-hmm. good. Like there's a load of different weapons. Upgrade the weapons. When you shoot them in the head, they often die, which is a key part of most games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and it's surprising says, how often that doesn't. It happen, says no. headshot. It pops up, and then you get extra points and stuff. Yep. It feels good to play. Um, it's very fast, and uh, I like it a lot. And it's not. It's quite a long game as well. Like it's released as a budget price it's not budget like budget used to be it's not three pounds it's like 30 quid but it's that an is... interesting thing though i i uh if, i mean it was released on the pc la- september last yeah, year yeah. like you you could have picked it up between then and now for yeah, a hell of a lot like i'm talking like five pounds to have a, a decent kind of like pc to play sale at well. prices yeah but i mean it's obviously more expensive on console mm. and pc that's the way console gaming is but i like it if it's like if you i'd perfectly be happy to hand over 30 quid to play it yeah. and I imagine it's the kind of game that in the next big sale, whatever Christmas maybe, it'll probably be even less. And definitely less at retail, but mm. digital as well. I think it's worth if you like shooters, you like something a little bit different. Like the, the combat with the katana makes it feel different to mm-hmm. a lot of other games. It's it's good fun and it doesn't feel like just another shooter. It's got something else to it that makes it stand out. It's got a reasonable sense of humor as well. We were talking about Sons Overdrive. This is nowhere near as like I'm so clever about this kind of humour, but it is amusing. Like the character says a few witty lines and even though some of them are a bit shit, it yeah. still comes across as quite good fun. I do get the impression that it's um, it's kind of, the dialogue is a bit shit, but in the in the way that, you know, certain action movies are and you enjoy it because of that mm. reason. Like the yeah. character's called Lo Wang, right? Mm. <laughs> um, what, was, what was it that you said that they used as part of the marketing one? Where the, like, the original had a real kind of like, you can't get enough of this wang or something kind of yeah. <laughs> something See, along Jim, those lines. Jim's completely on board now. <laughs> I mean, this this has done away with lots. Of, like the original was a little bit kind of of the era, so it had yeah. like pixelated nude women covering themselves with their arms and stuff. This doesn't have that. Apart from in the secret areas, it kind of has a throwback. Here's the odd picture of them. Right. It doesn't feel as kind of um, dated as that does now because mm-hmm. it's it's got rid of some of that stuff. Um, it's just good fun. I think it's interesting that you say that it feels fresh and because when the original game came out, that was in a kind of like golden era for FPS experimentation like that. I believe that, that the original game was built on the build engine, which did um, Duke Nukem. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course you had Doom, but you also had like a whole slew of other of other shooters that didn't all use the same engine and stuff. So, I mean, Doom in its sequel, its first sequel, obviously... Uh, extremely similar, but then like the technology was advancing so quick, and you also had games again on the blood engine, like um, oh, sorry, on the build engine, like Blood, which was incredibly uh, like creative. So you started in a in a grave, and I think you kind of you came back from the dead and were armed with a pitchfork and then a flare gun and then like a voodoo doll, and all the levels were incredibly intricate, and everything kind of every. Uh, shooter you kind of hopped to obviously went up to Half-Life in 98 you're like fuck my life it's, you know, this is going to go places and then it really kind of stopped and stagnated into military bullshit around yeah. the 2000s and and yeah so it feels it feels odd to say that it's re- refreshing yeah considering but, it's a throwback yeah but definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, I think people are fucking bored of just being Gruff McGrufferson. I have the power. Shut up, mate. Where's my Where's my sword? Mm-hmm. I just want to shoot things. Like that's the appeal. I want to see Kevin Spacey. I should do. But so, some of those things will be demons. Some of them will be human beings. That's you know what. You don't get but that those early GT. games, not all of them, but most of them in that kind of 3D boom and then 3D acceleration boom were built on speed mm. because you were you were pushing an engine to a certain point. Like the build engine, I don't, you know, Doom, the, the Doom engine, I don't think you could put rooms on top of rooms because of the way, like Quake, I think, was one of the first games, not the first, to put a room on actually in 3D space on top of one. So not only were they pushing um, game elements, they were pushing the tech and so that's why a lot of games, I think, of that era were really pacey, like Quake 2. And then Quake 3 just went, oh, actually, should we just fuck off the <laughs> nonsense and get down to what people want? Really fast shooting with excellent geometric, you know, areas. And then, like I say, it's like, no, get behind cover. <laughs> okay. This also has a lot of exploding barrels. Like, they're yeah. everywhere. Cars so explode, does Sunset Overdrive. Barrels explode, barrels explode, other barrels. So does every just, game. Mm. Loads of it. What, so why, why does this reboot work when... <clears throat> Duke Nukem Forever. Well, I didn't play Duke Nukem Forever, so I don't know for sure. But so I can tell you why Duke Nukem Forever. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. It makes me mad. And while I wouldn't advocate that you uh, shot the uh, actually it would the source code into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so Duke Nukem Forever. I don't know how they did it, but they can they managed to forget in a way that I bet Shadow Warrior doesn't the actual appeal of their own game. And so in Duke Nukem Forever, you can only carry two weapons. Yeah, that was a major part of it. In Duke Nukem Forever, you've got like. I think your health, like, uh, basically, you recharge health or whatever. And it's so boring. Mm -hmm. It's like, now, it's like, like a lot of it's corridor focused. There's a few uh, levels that are really cool. One where you get, like, miniaturized. But Junukum 3D was always actually about your interaction with the environment. Had incredible environmental design that you didn't see in Doom because Doom was set on some Mars base somewhere. Uh, other games were all set in these fantastical locations. In Duke Nukem 3D, you were in the streets of LA firing a machine gun. You could open the projector on a uh, in a theatre and then shoot through the screen. It's like, oh my... F-. At the time, you're like, it sounds so primitive now. You're like, shit, I can do this. And it felt like you could uh, manipulate the world. Duke Nukem Forever, you just ran in the corridor and shot yeah. shit. And it was so... And I, actually, you mentioned the fact that you could only carry two weapons, which other games have, you know modern shooters a lot of them go down that path now um but they've got but a reason with, yeah with forever like <laughs> it, it it gives you these interesting guns and then you never feel like you can use them because you've hardly got any ammo and if you start you, you can you basically um you kind of have to stick with your kind of your all-round gun mm. and then maybe keep your special one for a boss and, fight and that is the complete opposite of these of the early first person shooters where every gun had a use like in the, the shotgun in doom it's great for room clearing, but in the PC version, in later versions, I think they had it had like infinite range or some bullshit like that, especially in the PlayStation version. In the early version, you had to use something else, mm-hmm. rockets or chain gun. And then everyone just completely forgot that in Duke Nukem Forever. They're just like, oh yeah, just use the, the use the Ripper or the shotgun or whatever for everything. And uh, I would bet that Shadow Warrior actually remembers why mm. people liked it. And and cut in Duke Nukem Forever, they amped up the bullshit that was around the spectacular stuff, like the women and the misogyny. Mm-hmm. Whereas Duke's appeal wasn't really that. I mean, playing strippers or whatever was probably fun, you know, when you were about 12. But for Shadow Warrior to strip that away, lets you know that they know what they're fucking doing. Mm. It'd be, like, I think you might have said, Chris, that 
if they if like 3D Realms or who owns uh, Duke now, it's probably uh, it's Gearbox. Gearbox. It? If they got these guys, I think they're called Flying Hog or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, they could do, I imagine, a really good Duke Nukem game. Mm. And it would, I imagine, be a lot more like what people want than Duke Nukem Forever was. Yeah, well, the, the, the fact that we've said that this game um, feels fresh to you guys because it it remembers that original stuff. The fact that Duke Nukem Forever was trying to find this middle ground between what Duke Nukem used to be and what shooters now do mm. and the rules they, they have to follow. <laughs> like It feels fresh because it ignores that shit and just focuses on... Because you don't hear Tango down every five seconds. Yeah. Pretty much, and yeah. yeah, okay. I I still it's not it's not really my type of game. I completely underst- understand. I agree with the. It's too violent for you, Chris. <laughs> the way you look at it, but I don't know. It just it's not turn based either. I, it, I don't know. There, there aren't that my many golf. shooters that I I play um, anyway for the the single player elements of it, unless it's doing something really interesting. You mentioned Bullet Storm, like that's you can that's one of people's the, That's off. a fresh shooter to me. I'd slice them in half. You can, yeah, but Metal Gear Rising lets you control exactly how you use your sword, yeah. and, and if you, you like, can, if you want to go can. for a game that does that, there is more advanced control, but I don't think it's as advanced as Rising is. Yeah, it maybe is, but I didn't get that good at it. I, I, I think you had the Plus, button you mashing. Can, you can kill a rabbit, and then it goes like rage mode and starts attacking you <laughs> with like this metal music playing in the background. Video games used to be better, didn't they? Mm. They used to, be, they used to be really good in the nineties, especially shooters. And then you could just get away with that sort of shit. When someone went, you know what? Let's make a game about a man that comes back from the dead and his first weapon's a pitchfork. And no one went, mate. Everyone went, yeah, all right. How do we put that on box art? Exactly. Mate? Well, the box art was just a big uh, bloodied handprint. Nice. Uh, and Outlaws as well by Lucas uh, mm. Arts. Yeah. A cell shaded uh, cowboy first person shooter. That's good. Dark Forces, which in retrospect is wink, but <laughs> Jedi Knight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you yeah. see, yeah. these are all these are all really fucking good games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good video games. All right, mm. I didn't play any Diablo, by the way. I'm going. I, 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 I almost did. These updates I almost did, but then I realised that it wasn't in the room I was currently in, so I just played Alien instead. <laughs> that, is, that is an amazing <laughs> way. Well, to I have limited time, Chris. Yeah, so I had like 35 minutes to play a game. If I'd gone downstairs to get Diablo mm-hmm. from the shelf, it'd take at least two minutes off. Yeah. Oh, man, those, those are the margins with which you have to operate in when you have a child. Mm. Yeah. Not when you are a child, yeah. when you have one. This is true. This is why I will not have a child, mm-hmm. because I'm too selfish. This is very true. Jim. Exactly. Mm. Yesterday, after, after a, a hard day at work and then some, some sunset uh, overdrive drama, yeah. I looked across to you and you, 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 were, you, you had a bit of a, a, a bad end to the day, but you had hope in your eyes. <laughs> I remember that. Why did you have hope in your I eyes? I was brewing was, with hope. Yeah. What, um, what were you about to jump into? Well, Dreamfall Chapters, which uh, uh, which, which is the, the 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 continuation of uh, of a series that I never thought would get um, would get revisited. It's basically the, 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 there's an old adventure game called The Longest Journey, which had a sequel called Dreamfall: Colon The Longest Journey. Um, um, the last one came out in 2006, uh, produced by a guy called Ragnar Tornquist. Um, and, uh, and they were fantastic games. Absolutely loved them. They had, they had like this really interesting setting, which, uh, which was, which is about this whole dual world setup. It's sort of sci-fi slash fantasy about like our world of the future being, being, uh, 
one based on science and there was a, there's a, a, a earth a, a twin world in another dimension called arcadia which is our world but based on magic instead and how they're linked by by the dream world and uh, it's all very very silly nonsense but it's really good when you get into it right um and uh the 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 characters are so um so endearing um and uh yeah i mean it, you just get into those those two games for so many reasons so, i played them both like more than twice all the way through dreamfall ends on this massive cliffhanger back in 2006 right going to talk about what that is or do you still feel it's too early Probably gives too much away, okay. I'd imagine, if, if people haven't played it. But but a reason for you to but need a one to new game. It's it's a bit like, it, it, I mean, eight years later, it's like, you know, the Star Trek Next Generation episode, Best of Both Worlds, Part One. It's like waiting eight years for Part Two. Imagine right. how agonizing how that would be. How geeky this is getting. I mean, and if it means nothing to you, then you, did that have Q in it? I don't think so. No, no. Oh, I just know Q is a character in Star Trek: Next Generation. No. It didn't have Q in it, although he was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, this is a big thing, right? This is a game I've literally been waiting for for eight years, and now it's happened, and they split it into episodes. And I've played the first episode, and I've come out of it kind of thing, kind of wondering if it was worth the wait. Oh no! I'm kind of in a sort of the hypothetical Half Life Three situation of exactly. if we actually get Half Life Three, will it be shit? It will be shit. <laughs> oh shit! That's that's actually quite a big claim to make. Uh, it may not meet the expectations of many. Mm-hmm. That's how I yeah. would actually phrase yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, Dreamfall chapters, but there was a lot of problems. And has it addressed it, the the cliffhanger yet? That you've been waiting eight years patiently to. It kind of does and it kind of doesn't. It it just sort of skips past them. It skips past the point of the cliffhanger to a year later. Do you get the feel that it's going to go back You don't see an immediate resolution to the cliffhanger. You sort of see the a bit of the aftermath, and now you're and a year later. And then it's going to be episodic. Man, that is harsh. So yeah. it's, it's going to make you wait even longer to think about whatever that... that yeah, exactly. Was. So it's, le- it's left the status of one major character, essentially, in... in you know, up in the air. <laughs> um, and uh, it doesn't have any recap either. That was the other thing that I noticed about it. Now, I'm a big fan of these games, but let, but be honest, I haven't fucking played them for, for I years. I need a recap with the Telltale episodes because the, you have to well, wait yeah, like you needed a recap between season one and two of The Walking Dead. I mean... I, I know I'm talking like episode two and three. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I totally. need recaps. Uh, you know, if people have played Dreamfall, which is, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, isn't very likely. Probably was quite um, there, It was probably was quite a long time ago. But this just drops you right in to a moment not long after the cliffhanger and then pushes you a year later. Um, so it took me a while to start remembering things. That, all right, okay, that's referencing that. All right, okay, I, I probably need to go and scan a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Oh, so it's save. not very forgiving. It's basically assuming that you played Dreamfall yesterday, which, How, which I'm, I'm willing to say that nobody on earth That's has. That's absolutely bonkers. That is so crazy. It, it it just doesn't it doesn't bother. I mean, it makes it. There's a little bit of an intro that makes some allusion to the fact that you know. Uh, it, it describes the setup, the two worlds, and all that in very sure, vague like the... sort of bullshit fantasy cryptic terms. But mm. then it just says, right, go on, go on with it. But um, there's a lot of really good things I love about it. Do you get the impression that's because they're maybe 
they're they're not that fussed about continuing that particular story arc they were focusing well, on. Well, no, they definitely just, are, though. That's the thing. That doesn't make any sense all, then. Everything in... The, I mean, it's all linked. Like, it's not... Um, like it's not that this, this is the same universe but a different story this is the same universe this is the same story same characters this is literally continuing the threads that that have already been uh set up by the first two games so um (laughs) it's like they don't realize it's been eight years i'm gonna need to go back and play dreamfall just to just to figure out what the fuck's going on it's incredibly poor though isn't it that's the sort of thing where it happens in a lot of things where you want to crack on with something new mm. whatever and you just because you know it you fail to explain the reasoning why mm. other people should be interested or should even know what the fuck is going on it's yeah, like, yeah. just have a recap yeah like that's that's silly to me and i'd has a i i would dare say that the audience for this game is going to be a lot bigger than the audience for the for mm. dreamfall Purely because Dreamfall came out in a pre-Steam, you know, uh, that there was no digital market the Dark Ages. at the time. This is going to be coming out on PS4 as well. There's probably going to be a lot of people interested in this who've never played Dreamfall and, and probably never will. It was, those people like are that. just going to be left out in the cold. So Is it is that... Can you... I guess it's hard to to really know because um, you, you have that past experience. Do you think it works for people that don't know the... No. The, the, no. I think, I think you... you Anyone who hasn't played Dreamfall at all, and I'm struggling to remember something that I played years ago, and, and loved, but I'm still struggling with it. I know, I know the central characters, and I know what they're all about, but the actual, the sort of details, it's like watching a TV show for the second time, where, you, you know, you remember the broad strokes, mm. but you don't remember the details, and the details keep getting referenced, and that, that's, yeah. what, that's what keeps throwing you. Um, so when you leave it so long, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like... I mean, the, that the example of um, in film when mm-hmm. like when the, the Godfather three came out like sixteen years after the second one, and the film starts. And if you haven't seen the second one, so say you know, sixteen years is a long time. You could have been born and come of the age where you could just be like, "This Godfather movie looks pretty cool. Should go and see it." It is impossible to follow unless you. And when, when did part the Godfather three, three come out? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. So this was. At a time as well when a lot of people wouldn't have even had a video player. Like yeah, it was that was well, when that shit was still coming in. Yeah, and so. and so that I think that a lot of people were like just impossible to follow. And you think, but that was 1990, right? This is you know 2014. I mean, Shenmue 2 only came out what two years after the first game when you got it on Xbox. It came with Shenmue the movie, which was the entire first game like cutscened into a movie. So you'd be like, all right. I know what the fuck is going on now. Let's get on with yeah, it. Yeah, we could could have done with something like that. Or just this. five minutes. Just five minutes of... Uh, I'm annoyed and I don't even care. Yeah, same. <laughs> it just um, seems like such a, a basic blunder to me. It seems yeah. arrogant. Yeah. Oh, well... But, I mean, I, I don't, don't want to lay too much into it. Do you not think so? I think it seems arrogant to expect to expect your audience, particularly if some of them are going to be brand new to your series, to know I mean, the, I mean, the source material. The, that's, the, you know, that's arrogant. I'd say it was more, I would say, it may be more of an oversight, simply because if you're creating the game, you've been carrying that whole thing for years. You know it, and it just comes to the point, and again, people make this problem all the time, where they, uh, you know, they forget to articulate why it's a problem. Yeah, They're just like, oh shit, yeah, well I know it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's probably something to do with that. Yeah, but um, 
But on on the on the plus sides, like it, it looks really nice. The, uh, the the worlds that it makes. The, the, the obviously there's uh, so th- th- this part of the game. It's episode one, but the gate whole game split into chapters, right? So it's this is chapter one, ch- a prologue, chapter one, chapter two, and an in, an interlude, and then episode one's over, right? So that's about four hours worth. Um, so over the various chapters, you see uh, the the world of Arcadia, the world of magic. You see, uh, and you're reunited with a character from there. Uh, and then you jump over into the uh, in, into our world, uh, which, so is, is, which is set two hundred years in the future. Um, do, so is is the setup that as you dream in the near future world, you experience the fantasy world? Not quite, but it would probably take too long to go right, into. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's just, events on each world are linked, mm-hmm. and they're linked via the dream world. But it's it, it, it's it's bollocks. Um, but it's you know it's good bollocks. <laughs> but like, you know, the, bullshit. But, but exploring that future world, now the the, the, the world um, that you find yourself in uh, in chapter two is a really big sort of open um, city, uh, well, a district of a city. Um, it's really Blade Runner. It's full of like you, you know, all this, you know neon lights, robots everywhere, yep. food stalls. Just just like a really sort of gritty version of the future that's very, uh, very of that Blade Runner ilk. And it's really cool to explore. Um, and you get you get you get sort of involved in the kind of the the, the mundane bits of of the character Zoe's life. Um, you know, she, she she has a job. She's working for. Um, she's recently come out of a coma. She, um, she's, uh, uh, you know, she has a boyfriend, she, and she's kind of rebuilding her life after the events of the previous games, which kind of kind of made her lose almost everything. Um, and exploring that, like it, it, it's like some of my favorite bits of Mass Effect were with with the in between bits, the downtime bits, yeah. like not when you were shooting things or. Um, you know, the, experiencing the, 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 the absurd spectacle you, of shooting at a giant fucking baby that the uh, <laughs> where you, where you, you got know. a sense that the the world was doing something outside of you saying exactly it. yeah so so this is this is basic th- th- this reminded me a lot of that exploring the citadel and stuff like that and it's uh, it's a district of the the the, the Prague section of a massive continent sized city called Europolis and massive big towers everywhere and it's it's a really nicely realized world full of really interesting characters um they've got the kind of telltale thing of like there's certain key decisions that you make um interestingly both in dialogue and through action or inaction which uh, which affect obviously the uh, the the course of the story there's lots of really good ideas in there and i really did enjoy exploring that world and exploring the people in that world I just wish I was given a bit more of a heads up as to what the fuck was going on. Because yeah. I'm now going to have to go back and play Dreamfall just to just to appreciate. Um, Is there nothing like in the options? Like, are not. Because sometimes games put shit in there, don't they? For like a recap or a previously on. Not that I've seen, to be honest. Maybe there is. Maybe I'll have to look into that, but I don't think so. Do we know when maybe the I'll next episode is out? I have no idea. Oh, it's, it's just like Telltale then. Great. <laughs> it's coming out alongside uh, Half-Life Episode 3. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing. The episodic thing was a decision that was made quite late on in development. Even though it's called Dreamfall Chapters, I think everyone assumed it was going to be episodic at first, which, which confuses things a little. But this was supposed to be like a big, long adventure game, a big, long 30-hour game. Mm. And then they made the decision 
it was only announced like a couple of months back because I remember a bit of Twitter buzz about it and they were going to be releasing it episodically. Now, the game ends and it just ends this first episode. There's no like, you know, The Walking Dead, like it felt like you've just played yeah. an episode you always get, and that is a separate entity to the next episode. A fairly big decision to make at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. But but with this, it, is, it, 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 it feels more like a timed demo of a 30 era game than it does the first episode of a multi-episode game so it is literally like they've taken the first hours of content and released it separately so it's obviously not structured as an episodic game so that's another thing that i didn't really uh i didn't like Mm. And maybe you maybe know, one like and maybe as late. I mean, I'd imagine later content gets locked down later on in the cycle, so maybe that will change. But yeah, um, lots lots of lots of ropey things about it. But I mean, certainly it's 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 very unapologetically for fans. I'm not sure quite how clever a decision that was, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. And you can play as a baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last the, the last bit of episode one. Um, you sort of, and again, this isn't explained at all. You, uh, you uh, by the end of this, you have no fucking idea what just happened or why it happened or how this fits <laughs> in with anything. But you know, you've just you've done the bit in the in the in the in the fantasy world. You've done the bit in the future world, and now and it's all crazy. Now you're into ma- baby world, crazy mental stuff going on, and then and then you know, it, it, uh, everything fades to white and it fades back, and you're you're a toddler in a crib. Fucking a. And you can hear your actually Scottish father in the other room. Um, having you know, chatting with your mother, who's some kind of elf. Don't, don't why, wait, hold on. Why you do, didn't why imagine do you do this. Twenty fourteen. That's fine. No, that's fine. It's just weird. Um, but anyway, so so, and you kind of explore this house as a as a toddler, and I really enjoyed that. That was my favorite bit of the whole game. Because you know, all the way through, because it's an adventure game, you go up to you go up to objects and you click mm-hmm. A, and you'll get like a spiel from the main character about what that object is and why it is and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's a door. It opens to let you traverse walls. <laughs> you know. um, but the, uh, you know, you walk up to an object as the toddler and press A and it just goes, there, <laughs> as a toddler does. Completely happy with that description of, it was of the item. So you play, so it's, it's, it's this little sort of 18-month-old girl who looks... Quite a lot like my actual eighteen-month-old girl. I, it, like, yeah, I saw that straight. I'm worried well. that you've imagined all of this, Jim. And and the, da- <laughs> the dad is that. Scottish. Yeah, the dad's Scottish. Have you ever yeah. fancied yourself having uh, an Alvin girlfriend? Gosh, well, my wife is vegetarian. So, oh my goodness gracious! Whoa. This game. It's all very. Uh, they saw me coming. Um, and it's like a stealth section because you got to get past your dad. Because if your dad sees you as you're trying to get to the bit in the house you're trying to get to. He's like, uh, hey, what are you doing up? <laughs> Picks you up and sticks you back in the crib and it's game over. Um, not, not actual game over. <laughs> All right, but, yeah. know, it's about to say. Um, but, you know, you sort of sneak past him and go on. So it's basically a stealth section when you're playing as a toddler and I fucking loved that. I thought it was brilliant. And that, that was the last 10 minutes of a four-hour experience, which... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you don't really know what the context for I have was. no idea. I mean, <laughs> by the end of it, we'll know, obviously. But, but at this stage, it is literally just... Is the baby actually Hitler? You know that old, would you go back in time and uh, kill Hitler as a child thing? Is this what the game's building to? How does that link to a combination of a fantasy world and the future world uh, um, linked by dreams? Well, dreams, as you know, Braz, mm-hmm. don't necessarily need to have a strong foothold in reality. Fair enough. So, shut up. 
Okay, good. Yeah. Um, are you trying to say that? I'm not. No, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Carry on. I am trying to say yeah. that Hitler was a baby once. <laughs> Probably quite a cute one as well. Jim's just compared that baby to his own daughter. Well, then I'm. I'm not this the one saying you've got a Hitler baby. Oh, However, no. you know, Dreamfall chapters is maybe. In fairness, anyone who knows the tyranny of living with a small child. <laughs> um, but yeah. Brad came over to my house once, so I, I do know. It was like four, and we watched WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a lovely time. And, it was good, and wasn't made it? In Chelsea. And made, yeah, and I tweeted something. I got like 350 retweets. It was a good day. It was a good day. And we had pizza. So we're going so to chalk that up as a good day then. Yeah. Pizza, any pizza day is a good day. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually really, really interested in Dreamful Chapters after I wanna, having I want to play the toddler bit now. I definitely yeah. want to play the toddler bit. Well, what, I w- what I would advise anyone to do, whether you've played them or not, played the previous ones mm. or not, I got um, The Longest Journey and Dreamfall in a double pack for like three quid, back when people still bought games on discs. Um, but I'm sure you can get them that cheaply digitally now. Um, but yeah, you, you need to at least play through Dreamfall. As far as I remember, Dreamfall quite... Dreamfall isn't quite as jarring um, going on from The Longest Journey because The Longest Journey is like a really old style sort of, uh, you know, 2D point and click game. You know that when they started doing like 2D backgrounds with 3D characters mm-hmm. and it was like 2.5D sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from that sort of era, that kind of Discworld 3 kind of era, mm. Discworld Noir. Um and it was it was all right. It was uh, it had all the story elements there, and it was quite cool. And there was lots of kind of you know, visual touches that were nice. But but Dreamfall like was a just fantastic game as far as I'm concerned. And um, yeah, you, you, you need to play that before jumping into Dreamfall chapters because it's it it just leaves you in the lurch otherwise. All right. Um, but yeah, lots to like about it. But I think I don't. Uh, I think I'm going to leave reviewing it until all the parts are out because. Mm. It actually at, at sounds like stage, one of those ones that doesn't it, really benefit from yeah. being episode. Maybe yeah, just wait totally. to buy it. I really it don't think it does. Six out of ten, I've reviewed it. There we go. I think with like with with the Telltale games, depending on on how much stuff's going on around them. Like the first season of Telltale, I think the best way to play it was getting those episodes as they came out for the kind of conversation that was going on around it. Then yeah, it yeah. was like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that this really benefits from. But I fucking hate TV shows for that reason. <laughs> I don't want to wait. But I. I will throw all my toys out. Have you seen the wire? I'm not fucking waiting. (laughs) Well, I don't like to wait. I'll wait until it sounds counterintuitive, but I'll wait until it ends, then watch it all. Mm -hmm. Because as an impatient man child, I don't want to watch a bit of it. It'd be like, imagine if from Domino's, when you ordered a pizza, yeah, Mm. it came one slice at a time and you had to wait three hours between the slices. That's not a fair comparison. (laughs) Well, there's a hole which gets divided and it's annoying. That's exactly it's not, the same. It's not annoying with Telltale Season 1 of The Walking Dead. That's what I'm saying. Telltale Season 1? I, I, went, I don't think I've I, heard of it. Walking I Dead all of those Season 1. In, yeah, I just thought I'd put Because, I mean, if you want to be pedantic about it, like Telltale's first season of anything was Sam and Max. Yeah. So. Yeah, and all those other terrible games that they made in the middle of it. Yeah. People, people forget that Telltale made a load of really shit games. They were in they the toilet Dead. before Walking Dead came out. I don't know, That's I don't really, know, I think, I think That Jurassic Park yeah, game was incredibly bad. Yeah. 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 Should we move on? Okay. Should yeah, we go yeah, on to totally. some questions unless something else we want to talk about? I want to talk about lunchtime. Okay. And how we're missing it to talk about toddlers. Well, that's not I my hate fault. children. It's not my fault. It's, Fuck's it's, sake. T- Tom was in a meeting. I think, I think, you, went so, I think you went so loud that the sound cut out then. Good. <laughs> Incandescent with rage. All right. 
Chalai hits with yeah, questions. Come on, hurry up. All right, thanks. Also, oh, okay. going so loud that the sound cuts out is not something that audio equipment should do. So we <laughs> found a bug in this audio equipment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got one here from uh, MCBP who asks does the hatred trailer worry you guys at all or is it just this generation's postal explicit content I've forgotten about it already yeah I, bastard I, Pete. Um, I haven't actually seen it I've seen not? the I've seen everything around it mm. but from everything I heard I was like mm, I'll probably just you know put this off until I don't actually have to worry about it I think I, I saw some buzz about it um, I haven't actually seen the trailer to be honest I didn't bother but um, I read some comments that the developer had made to Eurogamer um, about, uh, uh, I can't remember the details, but all I remember is that this was somebody who prided himself on being non-politically correct, which immediately makes me shut down yeah. when people start saying shit like that, because basically it's it's just like saying, I'm a massive twat. So, well, the, there's, so it, it came out, um, the, the trailer came out, I think it might have been just a couple of days after... Uh, Anita Sarkeesian cancelled her mm-hmm. uh, talk at school because there was a school shooting school shooting threat. Yeah. And that seems like a really, um, an unsensible time to release a trailer like this, which is a, a game that kind or, of... Or, from my point of view, exa- yeah, yeah. a very sensible but That's time. exactly what I was about to say. I think, yeah, I yeah. think they have got exactly what they wanted out of this trailer. This kind of reaction to it maybe. um it, it being too dark or, or too twisted even for video games, which there's is always, a whole discussion in There's itself. always something that's... Too dark or too twisted for most people, but I don't have to play it. I don't mm-hmm. have to make other people. I think the, the most the most worrying so. thing about it is that the the dialogue of that character just sounds like it's been written by a twelve year old who likes to scribble in their notebook when instead of listening. Yeah, in you class, can go dark and you can go twisted or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is why a lot of films that deal with uh, the kind of um, what you would call dark topics are generally uh, like fantasy. Um, films where they just or you know like how race is always discussed in like sci-fi because you can extrapolate away into you know yeah and um so people who wouldn't want to engage with that can in a way which doesn't i don't know threaten them or upset them or whatever i'm not saying that's necessarily the right or wrong way but you know it happens for a reason yeah i mean i haven't seen i've seen like a lot of the stuff written about it i kind of caught the the tail end of it i know what you were saying about like some of the people on board it you know it just doesn't sound Interesting. The same way, like Postal is always like, yeah, we're making a comment about. It. No, you're not. Yeah. You're making a comment about using a cat as a silencer. Like that's the comment, I th- and it's a rubbish one. Yeah, like, I, you know. I don't know. I think maybe it's it's a bit it's a bit disappointing that it has got so much attention from from the media in particular, just because it looks like it, you it's going to be. Question I know, but it, so if we could have this conversation about I, the game, mm. but there's plenty. There are plenty I've, of games that. I'm not saying that, again, you know, hatred is necessarily directly in, or right now is directly with them, but there, there are loads, like there are in any medium, there are loads of real gutter shit. It's mm-hmm. like made like that that, that uh, kind of neo-Nazi shooting game where you have to shoot you know, different races and ethnicities, and it's like, just saying, just be like, all right, see ya. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no one, you know, gives, no one gives that the fucking oxygen because they just go, oh, well, that's obviously a load of old piss. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Hatred looks like it's piggybacking on a lot of the of the shit that's going down, and who knows if it will go any further like, as a game. All right, slightly different tone for the next question. Sunshine. Dr. Doom Pepiat. Oh, I know him. Asks, 
What's your favourite gaming horse? Got a, There's a ones in Fallout ones. 3, but they charge quite a lot. You don't ever get to see any action. That's Come on, Jim. You're better than that. <coughs> I quite like a horse in, um, <laughs> in the Lord of the Ring. I think Lord of the Ring Conquest. Yeah, Isn't that to, incredibly shy? The game was. But the horse used to move backwards in a really hilarious way. <laughs> really? Mm. Find it. I'm sure there's videos on YouTube. It's a terrible game, but it was fairly amusing for glitches. So it, it has some redeeming qualities. Mm. Yep. Right. What's that one in Shadow of the Colossus? That one's good. Aggro. Aggro. Aggro's a good horse. That one. That's oh, a real that one. answer. Although, actually, uh, he, he annoyed me a lot throughout that game. What? He's difficult I, to I control. Love that. He's not difficult to, to control. He is. I love that horse. And, and, and you know, there's that bit in the game where you think you might, and then mm. and you're really sad about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, um, I like that horse. Was it the never ending story? Is that the one where the horse gets caught in the bog mm. and it's sinking and the kid's like, oh, fucking, oh, it's all good. It's just like, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> let, <laughs> the dude, the, I, the story I, never ends, I, yeah? I, I so saw the story about. when I was like six. And, uh, it's the classic okay, keyboard cat moment. There is a keyboard cat <laughs> moment for that scene. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, the only thing I remember never ending story is watching... As an adult, the Lamal music video for the uh, for the song. Oh, don't remind me of Lamal. <laughs> oh. Ask your dad. I think the best horse in video games is Red Hair from Dynasty Warriors. That that horse has got a freaking story, man. But a, a more interesting story than some of the characters in that game. Come on, next question. Actually, you know that no, it's Lubu's um, horse. You, you know when you, you can go into a bookies in GTA San Andreas and play on the horseback. Oh yeah, I made like a hundred million dollars out <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm sure one of the horses is just it's called like like Bobag or something. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, we've got a. Uh, well, this was actually an email we received um, from Daniel Wesley. I believe he might have got us confused with someone else, but I'll just read it out okay. to see what you think. Okay. He says. Um, First off, Drive Club is a great game, guys. But what the hell is going on with the multiplayer? I want to play this game online. I've had luck in getting a game. That doesn't make sense. But they're few and far between. It's crap for me and my bro. We just can't connect. And it's doing our nuts in. Because this game is such a wicked racer, guys. Well done. Not a whole lot of punctuation in, in the sentence. Please tell me this is fixable. I've read that the majority of the people can connect. But that's not the case for me and my bro. Once again... Uh, please fix the servers ASAP. In the meantime, I'll keep trying. I think Daniel Wesley thinks that we made Drive Club. Yeah, we'll just get call on it. Um, You'll fix the servers. Yeah. The um, oh, that's that's a lovely throwback to the the wonderful world of video game magazines when people thought that they made the games. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't make Drive Club. Um, I mean, if we did, it probably would have been a lot better. Ooh. Cranky. <laughs> <laughs> or probably worse, actually, because none of us it, know how to make video which games. Which is a bit of a hurdle, really, Drive isn't it? Club, it would have been made in Unity, and it would have had, like, the... Would have been turn-based. Like, <laughs> the skybox would have been the default blue all, background. Nothing would have been textured. All video games are turn-based, Braz. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, actually, I was speaking to someone from, uh, I think it was official PlayStation magazine... This who is was, a lie. ...who was all saying right. that they still get phone calls from people thinking that they make PlayStation games or work for PlayStation, just want advice on how to Fair fix. enough, I would take those calls and yeah. I would just, I would lie. <laughs> I, about, look, the reason why this game is, is not working is because I've had an affair with the uh, um, <laughs> the lead designer's wife and he's he's very upset about it. But it came please, out of the Christmas party. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Yeah, your uncle works at Capcom. 
Well, yeah, I know him. Yeah, great guy. Has he got one of those SNES and Mega Drive combos that were only given to like three people in the world? The president, the queen, and your uncle? Yeah, right there. <laughs> I, I wish I wish it was legal to record those conversations. It's just this weird thing. I, I, remember, thing. Um, <laughs> I remember one of the uh, music production magazines I used to get like, years ago when I was still into that kind of thing. Um, like, in the magazine, they were, they were in one of the editor's, uh, you, you know, bits at the front, they were complaining about... Um, people phoning the magazine thinking there was some kind of tech support department for Cubase. So I mean, th- th- this, this is a real problem. <laughs> Should we start ringing official PlayStation magazine pretending to be these people? Yes. <laughs> that, that could be fun. Yes, 100%. Complain that you lost your horse in Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, but like, where's, where's this fucker gone, man? That fucking horse, man. That, that horse almost ruined that game for me. Shut up, next question. Uh, Repton asks, some games are good or popular, or some games are so good or popular, they affect how subsequent games are designed. If you could see how it would turn out if one game wasn't made, just to see how it would have, it would have affected the course of gaming, which would it be? And how do you Sorry, think gaming I history would be changed? Me. So some games are very influential mm-hmm. and change how future games are developed. Mm-hmm. If you could pick an influential I game not wish. to exist... What would you um, pick? Those Dota shit games have never been made. Obvious is answer. Is that what the question is? <laughs> yeah, what? You, what, you uh, why? Because they're all shit. Those no. Dota, you mean <laughs> no. MOBAs? Yeah, but MOBAs are still influencing other MOBAs. The obvious answer, I feel, is Resident Evil 4. Mm. You don't, you wish Resident well, Evil 4 had not been. wish, but just to see oh, how things would Yeah, because Resident Evil 4 changed how third-person action games work. At Gears of War, Cliffy B's on record is saying that Resident Evil 4... You know, it was a big inspiration, that kind of... Because, you know, third-person games used to be... The camera was directly behind the guy, like, as in you could see, you know, quite far around. You could pan the camera all the way around. And Resi 4, you know, snapped the camera over your shoulder, that kind of very cinematic-style shooting. Uh, Other games have done that before. I think, like, Winback had something like that. But Resi 4's combination of of action, of uh, ultra-tight mechanics of pacing... I think in every third-person actioner that kind of came out after that, they were like, well, this is the new benchmark. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been interesting because where would Gears have got its inspiration from? How would have Gears... Because Gears used to be called Unreal Warfare, I think. You know, that changed into something else. So, And the the line that runs through Gears into other games... So it's Call of Duty is probably another one if they hadn't done all the perk system and stuff yeah. in Call yeah, of Duty. Yeah, I so. this one recently. Uh, yeah, I'd, li- I'd love to see, like... Um, like with World of Warcraft, it changed... Well, completely changed how uh, people think about multiplayer games and mm. the whole MMO genre for a time and arguably still is to an extent just kind of mimicked exactly what I was doing in other settings I wonder what without that game what does that kind of sphere look like I wouldn't it just looks know. like EverQuest over and over again <laughs> I'm not sure because EverQuest, EverQuest never, never, EverQuest never reached that height the, the, the reason, the reason people Ever- tried to copy WoW was because it was like the size of was massive though bro not not compared to world of warcraft (laughs) yeah but it's still pretty big you know somebody measured the uh a few years back somebody measured the game world of world of warcraft in in sort of real terms and discovered that it was basically the size of liverpool (laughs) (laughs) what oh as in uh what distance size yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's weird probably a lot nicer like shit to me but but like population wise like people that were playing it at one time was imagine liverpool but with 17 million people in it Ghastly, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. What about like, uh, actually a fantastic city? And nah, some of the best years of my life nah. I spent there. So yeah. fuck you, Jim Trash. Yeah. It's just a life. shit past Just because, just because tablet is a, a fucking overpriced, overblown piece of fudge. <laughs> 
<laughs> Doesn't mean you get to come down here and start talking about my cultural history. Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic um, set the fucking template for mm-hmm. like almost every other Western RPG yeah. that came after it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic itself. I mean, you, you can trace its roots back to the like the, the, the setup of Baldur's Gate and. Uh, and, and like previous sort of uh, uh, Bioware type games, but um, I mean e- everything from I mean, I mean everything right up to The Witcher Two, um, very similar <laughs> oh, setup. Yeah. Like ev- um, every Western RPG know, Alpha now Protocol, has... uh, obviously the actual Bioware ones, Mass Effect, Dragon Age. I mean they all they are all basically reskinned, uh, uh, like to the Old Republic. If you want, if you want to be really kind it of it comes from the the them. way. That game treated dialogue and like your party characters, right? Those are yeah, like absolutely. Core, core things that we can take away from it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like, Kotor's got a lot to answer for, mm. in a good way. Mm. The first turn-based game. The first turn-based game. Just get rid of it. What Kill was it the first turn-based game? I don't know. Who knows? Hmm. Chess. Pong. Th- yeah. Pong's pretty turn-based. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. Fucking deal with it. All right. And let's go with uh, MK Knight. No, no, M Knight. How would you say that name? M. Let's go with M Knight. It's not important, is it? Will you ever answer one of my questions? This one does not count. (laughs) No. No, we won't. What's Uh, the next question? I think that might be it, unless we've got something else. Is there anyone uh, taking us to task for not knowing the difference between hipsters and pop punk culture? Uh, The entirety of Neil Gaff? Yeah. Detective Neil Gaff. Because I'm willing to bet that none of those people cried when Joe Strummer died, so... I didn't. I did. Did you? Yeah. Joe who? Uh, And that will do it for the Video Game UK podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you to my co-host, Stephen Burns, Jim Trinker, and Mr. Tom Ollie himself. Bye. 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 Bye.